Hey, you know what I like talking about? Pits. Pits. Yeah, tails from them. Oh, yeah, we talk about tails from pits. So let's talk about pits instead of tails. So, you know, we talk a lot about um, different kinds of pits on our show, and the most popular one in the barbecue world these days seems to be the propane tank-based offset wood-burning pit. Yeah, if you've been around any barbecue joints in Texas over the last five to ten years, you've seen predominantly offset propane tank pits. Um, they've gotten very popular, in the, especially in the modern style of barbecue that's being cooked these days. And one of the pit builders that's been around for pretty much this entire modernization of barbecue is one you may or may not be as familiar with, and that's Austin Smokeworks. And Austin Smokeworks was founded by uh, John Lewis Jr., John Lewis Sr., and Jimbo Glass out of Austin originally. Jimbo recently uh, took over the entire business and moved it out to Bartlett, Texas, which is just a little bit northeast of Austin. And uh, they're selling pits there with a new pricing structure as well. Yeah, they're... Pricing structure is competitive with most of the pit builders that you've heard of out there, and their pits are fully insulated fireboxes, offset offset propane tanks, um, 250-gallon, 500, 1,000-gallon pits. They can do them on skids, on trailers, um, and they're also working on some other designs that you'll probably be seeing in the future. And we're really excited to get out. Uh, We've been trying to speak with Jimbo for a while, Um, get out and talk to these people, because, again, you know, one of the first people to do this kind of pit that we're aware of um, definitely leaders in the field and uh, producing really good quality pits and that's not a knock against anybody else out there because we love a lot of our pit builders Um, but it was great to finally get out and talk to the group out there absolutely and one of the things that is going to be exciting for a lot of people that are looking to buy pits whether that's home use someone that's looking to open a business or even an operating business that's looking to expand or or improve the pits that they're cooking on is currently, as of recording this episode, and again, this is a July 2019 episode, Austin Smokeworks does not have a long wait list right now. Yeah, so um, maybe we should repeat that. So if you are in the market for an offset style pit, 250, 500, or 1,000, the wait list is very short right now. So in the world of very long wait lists and quality pits, uh, there's an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, again, we love so many of the pit builders out there and clearly by the wait list we've been hearing and seeing a lot of you love a lot of those pit builders out there but we and we're buying one of those pits that's out there absolutely and everyone in the business will tell you we fully understand if you can't wait six months a year a year and a half however long the wait list is for a pit and so smokeworks may be the option for you if you're looking to get you know offset propane tank pit and you can't wait for it they can turn it around for you as of right now again this is all subject to change down the road but as of right now they can get you a pit within six weeks to two months so what's the best way to get a hold of them uh, before we get into our episode here is to either check out their instagram or their website their instagram is austin smokeworks llc and their instagram or their website is austinsmokeworks.com that's right. And again, they have moved locations. The original location was in Austin, but they are now at 21500 Post Oak Road in Bartlett, Texas. And really, it's just outside of Bartlett. So uh, make sure you look it up, uh, but give them a call, talk to them, get them online. And with that said, uh, we're going to do a giveaway. How about a Smokeworks hat and a koozie? Yeah, go over to our Instagram and you'll see our post about Austin Smokeworks. Um, Go ahead and you'll see the rules outlined in the Instagram caption. Follow those rules and you can enter the contest and we will ship out the hat and koozie to the winner. All right. So on tap is our interview with 
Jimbo, Jason, and Michael from Austin Smokeworks. Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Ken Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And today we are here at Austin Smokeworks with Jimbo Glass, Jason Lynn, Michael Daly. And this is a uh, pit building team that's been together for a while, um, been building pits for a long time. And let's, uh, let's start a little bit at the beginning. Uh, Jimbo, you want to tell us kind of how you got started in welding? I understand it's a, a family affair for you. Well, my background's farming and ranching, and I fixed everything that our hands broke. Which sounds like it might have been frequent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was very frequent. <laughs> you had to make sure it stayed together, too. And what, were you, what were you welding on back then? Uh, disc plows. Tractor implements. Yeah, tractor whatever, implements. whatever broke, right? Right, everything that broke. And, and what were you welding with? Uh, an old Lincoln stick welder. And, and what would you say is, is the difference between welding on a stick welder versus you're using a, a MIG now? Yes, sir. So, so what, to the audience, what's really the big improvement between those? Oh, my God, you don't have to stop. <laughs> you pull that trigger and you keep going. You don't have to change your rods. I mean, the rods and the rods on the, on the stick, you, you run through different rods, obviously, for different thicknesses and different metals. Um, a little more consistent on the MIG, I guess, as well. It's just more around the heat and the speed. Right. Yes, sir. Okay. And so how did, how did barbecue pits become something that you built? Oh, shoot. In 2014, we were going to put together a barbecue cook-off team to go comp- compete at uh, Austin Rodeo. And uh, a buddy of mine introduced me to John Lewis. He figured he needed to be part of the team. So we went and ate his brisket. and That was probably the best brisket I've ever eaten. <laughs> so... He joined the team, and, I mean, it's gone from there. I mean, they asked when we were doing that if they could build their pits at the shop, and next thing I know, we're building pits full-time. So, And was it always uh, the uh, propane tank pits? Yes, sir. And, and for competition, same thing, just standard offset pits? Right. Um, I, know that, I know that reverse flow is pretty hot, and vault-style pits are pretty hot in, in competition. Was, were you kind of one of the few people using offsets back then? Or was it, was it more common? Well, he's had an offset. My Uncle James had an offset smoker. By the way, we're all relatives and cousins here. Jimbo, Mike Daly, and me are all cousins. So my Uncle James had a pit that he bought back in, what, 19- The early 80s. Early 80s. Late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. So he's always had one there for the family reunions that we've done every year and uh, started with this offset there and cooking. And, and of course, Jimbo can tell you a little bit about what's inside the fireboxes when we started then when my uncle james did that stuff yeah yeah dad actually insulated the box on that old fire pit yeah back, uh, back in the 80s early 80s yes, yes sir. sir otherwise you'd spend three days chopping wood because that thing would burn <laughs> three cords of wood <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna cook 65 chickens and, and 15 briskets you better have three cords of wood <laughs> yeah so in, in insulated fireboxes are are more popular now than they've been obviously that's almost 40 years ago um what what's other than lack of wood usage if you will consumption what's really a big benefit to insulated, insulated versus box? non-insulated yeah. Yeah. like i said instead of cutting three cords of wood we can have 10 sticks of wood and we can do a cook we can do a cook-off over the weekend and uh and, you know, we can stay 225 250 all day long whatever we want and 
you know, you don't have to worry about keeping your wood out of the weather if you're cooking in March in Texas. Uh, you know, it, it rains a lot at these cook-offs. You know, there's 19 or 20 cook-offs every weekend in the state of Texas. So there's... That's definitely yeah. one of the good things to know, too, is insulated fireboxes, you know, on top of less wood consumption, you're getting a, a consistent heat that's staying throughout the pit. And let's get a little bit into from the firebox to the draw that you guys get in these pits. And, and I know that's a big part of what makes your pits so efficient and, and so popular in the barbecue world these days is... Uh, what's the to you guys? What's the importance of the draw that you get through the pit? Well, you know it it it's not old, old Jimbo going in the backyard and just welding the pit together out of a propane tank. His daddy got it in an auction. You know, there, I mean, there's actually it comes down to fluid dynamics. I mean, there's there's actually some science involved in this, and you know, when you can sit there and see the see the draw, and once the pit heats up, you see the draw. You can. You can feel the temperature change. You can feel how what it's going to do, and it gets to a constant level. I mean, there's a little more to it, you know. The height or lack of of your stack, your there's a lot of tuning involved. Yeah, you can tune ready. these things. The elbow. I mean, you can start off from a scrap, and you don't get this thing right the first time. It, it's you know, there's more to it. Every every tank, and what I've heard is every propane tank, even if it's the same size, same manufacturer, they they tend to run a little different, so every, they everyone's all need a little unique. bit of tuning. Yeah. But uh, for the once you get your elbow designed down, you find your draw level, your diameter of your elbow versus your diameter of your your stack, the placement of your elbow. You know, it really does come down to fluid dynamics. It's it's not rocket science, but it's not backyard. It's actually pretty either. close if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not maybe not a, maybe not the electronic side of it, and, but but definitely the math and and the, like you said, the fluid and the flow. Um, from from a um, from the draw, I mean, obviously a draw a good draw is going to help a consistent temperature because you're not letting that temperature stagnate throughout the pit, right? You're gonna you're gonna pull it through, so it's hopefully it stays more consistent. Exactly. Um, how does that how does a, a strong draw affect the cook of, of meat? It's con it's just consistency. Yeah, yeah consistency. I mean, it's it's not yeah. a lot of hot spots, cold spots. You don't, you're not going to lose 15 degrees from one end to the other. You're, you know, and and it varies from a 250 to a 500 and a, a thousand gallon. We're not throwing the same elbow stack on everyone. I mean, it's it's there's a change there. A thousand gallon pit, you're what 14 feet. You know, that's a that's a long draw. Is is there an optimal size that you would prefer? I mean, obviously, thousand gallon is required by the industry for people in the business just yeah. for volume. But definitely, is is a 500 better suited, or a thousand's fine just as long as you tune them? Is there any particular one? Actually, the, on the Austin Smokework pit, you can cook on that 250, that 500, and a thousand pretty much the same. It's just how much wood you're not going to use. Yeah. I mean, in 2014, we went to the rodeo with a brand new 1,000 gallon pit and won first place brisket. So. And then the second year, we built the pit, and within, what, four oh, days? Yeah, the 500 maroon one, the first one, we had that pit done in, what, three days, actually? Three or four days? Well, cooking on it the first night at the radio, yeah. I mean, yeah. is what dried the paint. Yeah, when you pull in the rodeo cook-off, and, and they see a maroon pit coming in, they're like, uh-oh. And then all of a sudden, you tell them, well, we just painted this thing, like, yeah, don't touch it. you know, a few hours ago. <laughs> so don't touch it, and... And at that time, we only lived like 15 minutes from the rodeo, so where we were building them. So it was pretty quick. But like I said, that second year did really good. Third year, fourth year, got reserve grand champion out there. These pits you can cook on either which way. Like I said, 
They all look the same on the outside, but they're not the same on the inside. Yeah. I like to I like to get my buddies when they walk up and they want to shoot the breeze with us, and I'll leave, I'll purposely leave my hand over and lean on that firebox <laughs> and watch yeah. them freak out. The first thing they do is look at my hand and look at me and look at my hand and look at me, and, and then, then the question starts. So uh, especially when you have a cold beer sitting there with no koozie on, they're like, "Where's your koozie at? Don't need one. Why is it on the firebox? Is it, it's cold? No, it's it's running." You know, it's 250 degrees over there and on the pit side, but then the firebox, you can have a cold beer sitting right there and still drink it. And it's been cooking for three days. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. One of the things that, you know, we've talked to a lot of people that cook barbecue for the show all the time. And one of the things we hear most often is consistency, consistency, consistency amongst how they cook, how they season, how they trim. And it seems like there's a common thread in how you build pits as well is trying to find that consistency of, how to get that draw, whether it's with the 250, a 500, or a 1,000, and I mean, obviously different things go into that in terms of stack and things, but getting that consistency from start to finish, and it's not just the start of a trim of a brisket, it starts with what you're cooking on as well. Yes. And we've talked to a lot of people, uh, some that use Austin Smokeworks pits, that say that consistency is the hardest thing to achieve, and starting with a pit that's efficient and that works for what you want to do is the most important thing. The pit is key part of what you're going to be doing and learning how to work it and do it right. And you'll go to the cook-offs and you'll see some of these guys with the pits that kind of look like ours but not. And, of course, they're looking for the wind. Where's the wind blowing so they can turn that pit around so they get draw? <laughs> ours you can put in this shop right here, close the doors, fire it up, and you'll have the tornado draw out of that stack that you wouldn't see. We've, and, we've had that problem with our, our backyard pits. Is uh, um, We actually had one on his driveway and we never could figure out why the, the temperature really wasn't running right. It is. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, but, but, it, but it's interesting and this is more around just, just the incline that it was sitting on, but um, we weren't getting the right flow and it was killing us all night. We rotated the pit 180 degrees and it was night and day difference on the cook. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's always a tough thing if you're not, if you're not having a pit that can pull that draw. Try to cook on a flat surface, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, first thing is flat, and then, uh, you, know, you know, like Jason said, I mean, around pointing to the wind and things like that, you've got to take that into consideration on mm -hmm. some pits. Um, so it definitely helps when you've got a nice insulated box, a nice sealed pit, um, and the stack that works out the way it does. Definitely, yeah. the draw really helps on our pits. Uh, Jimbo builds them night and day here. I mean, he'll tell you the ins and outs in the inside, outside. Well, and he not, can tell well, we're you. Not going. Well, we're not going. <laughs> yeah, we're not going. we don't want to tell any you know, secrets, but yeah, he does really well. On Just got to pay attention to detail. <laughs> That's the main thing I noticed, Jim, on his pits and a lot of other guys too. The detail in the pit. If you look at the, our pit and other people's pits, you know they all look good. But the detail, man, it's something nice. Like when you go into a show, they're always That's a gorgeous pit, gorgeous pit. But uh, Jimbo, if you look at the welds on that thing, you, you can count them on each side. Same amount of welds and this door, that door, and where you pick them up, where you set them down, it, it, it all helps. And all of that, because that has to do with, with the density of the metal and the thickness yes, of the metal. So if you're, if you're off sides and you've got one with, with heavier welds on one side and softer welds on the other, it, it will have a different flow because it's going to pull different. Yeah. You, the thickness of your metal in that pit is, is a key thing, too, for Jim. Did, did you guys ever think this was going to become a business, a full-time career for you when you started building <laughs> these pits? No, after not at all. Pit, after about pit number six, <laughs> yeah, there was something up. We were going to have to go one way or the other. Well, I still have a full-time job that I do, and I help Jim sell these pits. 
and Mike's come on with us and started selling them too. So that's how busy we're starting to get. Just before, they only really did sell to restaurants and yeah. people that did a lot of, you know. Custom inquiries and things like that. Exactly. Yeah, that's about all we sold to was straight to restaurants. Yeah. And, and some random places too. I ate food off of a Smokeworks pit in Carneros, California a few years ago. And I couldn't, I, I, I didn't, had no idea there was a Smokeworks pit there. And I, I walked in the place and I looked and I was like, is someone copying Smokeworks? I'm like, oh no, that is an Austin Smokeworks pit. I'm like, how the heck did this end up somewhere in Northern California? I tell you what, they're ending up everywhere. Uh, the yeah. other day we had a guy call in from Saudi Arabia and now we have two pits going to Norway. And uh, in fact, they got to be done pretty soon so they can get on that boat. We have a shipping container <laughs> waiting at the port. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we've got two. Uh, double barrel uh, pits going out to, uh, or I'm sorry, double 500 going out to uh, South Carolina here soon, and uh, another thousand gallon pit that we're going to be doing for a road pit going out to uh, Midland, Odessa. That uh, they want us to come out there and cook with them, show them how to do it. So they actually want it the day before the cook off. So we're going <laughs> to go out there and show them how to do that. But you know, we don't only build these pits; we also cook on them. So we are out there in the trenches knowing what we need to do with it and testing tuning with it and tweaking everything you can do. Yeah, we're, we're cooking on one right now. We have uh, three racks of ribs and a couple pounds of sausage and a couple of yard birds on one right now behind y'all. What color is that pit? <laughs> the wrong color. That, that well, happens to be uh, a, burnt, our, a burnt orange, but uh, we won't talk about that. If you ask really nicely, they might build you one in that color, but yeah. you probably shouldn't ask. <laughs> well, it was, it was hard for me to get Jimbo to get uh, – one painted burnt orange and uh he did it thank goodness we do have a the original is a maroon pit so the aggie colors and uh, so we had to get one burnt orange this year i <laughs> talked him into doing it and sure enough we sold it the first day we took it out to the cook-off buddy of mine went to school with walked in and said i'm buying that right now so of course we have it here now we're going to go ahead and build a uh, road pit for it and uh, so we go, he said, you can cook on it as much as you can, but he wants it for the UT you know, tailgating. tailgating. Yeah. So that's what that one's fixing to start doing. Well, and I think, you know, you, you touched on it a little bit. You know, initially a lot of this was industry, large orders, large pits. You're seeing more and more of, of you know, the, the Joe Schmoes getting pits. I mean, and not small pits. I mean, people are ordering 500-gallon pits, and they're mm -hmm. just, they're not even doing pop-ups sometimes um, or competitions. I think some of that is is that competition barbecue has gotten so much more publicity on TV and everything. And just um, the popularity of barbecue as a whole. I mean, like I said, you guys are shipping pits to different states, different continents at this point. I mean, Texas barbecue has just exploded these last five, ten years. Yeah. And it's created a whole new market of like, so not just people that own barbecue restaurants, but people that are interested in learning barbecue are starting with 250-gallon pits now, which you never would have seen probably five, ten years ago. And, you know, I, I used to say, and a lot of people used to say, you know, start on a piece of crap pit, just like start on a piece of crap welder and learn. And then right. when you get the good stuff, you appreciate it more. But to be honest, I mean, you get a huge head start by starting on a good pit like this. Yes. Um, it really does make a difference. We do have some plans we're working on for some other models. So uh, we'll, we'll have more out there in the future. We'll, and uh, soon. We're looking, we're looking at some other options. So it won't just be limited to 250, 500,000-gallon commercial pits. And you can get those um, from you guys on a trailer or, or a standalone pit yes, on skids, sir, as they say. Yep. 
Let's talk a little bit about everyone's favorite topic with pits these days, wait times. So if someone were to be looking for a pit from you guys, what's the typical time it would take from start to finish? And everyone's pointing to Jason, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like I said, I, I helped sell them and getting our name out there before. Uh, we, like I said, we only sold to restaurants and stuff like that. So now we're trying to get out to the public and get people to, to find out where we do sell to the public, shall I say. And but right now our wait time is about six weeks. Uh, now Jim's here. So that, got, that's today, which is in July of 2019. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if you listen to this <laughs> for the record, six months yeah. from now, it might be different. <laughs> yes, it actually does go up. Far, you know, we have more orders coming in. It does get pushed back farther. But Jimbo and the guys here are all like, "Slow down, man. Slow down. We got to let it breathe." I was like, "Jim, yeah, I just, you need to keep cooking." And I mean, glowing. I, I just hired a new guy. That he's my lead welder, Brandon Archer. Yeah. He's doing good. And then you got Preston here came in. Yeah. Preston and, uh, Calhoun, he's with us now. We have 10 sandblasted ready to go, so don't be afraid to call in order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all our pits are sandblasted ready to go, but yes, our wait time right now is six to seven weeks, and depends on when you order. But uh, yeah, it gets booked up really quick. And one of the one of the things um, my brother told me about was was that first cut into some of these tanks. Um, it's definitely something the backyard guy should never do um, without lots of experience. Uh, do you have any, any stories or, or anything about uh, cutting into these things? Oh, we've had one of them scare the crap out of us. <laughs> <laughs> do, they, do they jump or? Mm, this one pop? didn't. No, it yeah. just whoom. <laughs> Got our run pretty quick. quick. Yes, sir. Yeah. I was gone. I didn't know I could run that fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like throwing a, throwing a half a gallon of gas on a pile of leaves in the yard, and it does that. Mm. <laughs> it, it will get your attention. Yeah, and there's, there's a number of places that, Probably people listening to the show have may not realize, but you've eaten barbecue off an Austin Smoker's Pit if you've been eating barbecue long enough. Obviously, Law Barbecue, John Lewis, Lewis Barbecue in Charleston, ZZQ in Virginia, Cadillac Barbecue, Todd David swears by Austin Smokeworks Pits. I believe he's got four or five from you guys over the course of five pits from you guys over the years. Um, so if you've been eating barbecue in Texas long enough, or even outside of Texas, you've been you've had barbecue off an Austin Smokeworks Pit and. Obviously, the people that are cooking it have to know what they're doing, or it wouldn't matter. But uh, but they've they've been able to start with a great product. Our buddy will you know will drop his name, Robbie Robinson, City Limits yep. Q, just recently got a pit from you guys. Yes, he did. Um, he's he's doing some great things in South Carolina. So you you've been seeing the smoker's name for years in the restaurant world. Now you're going to start seeing it more from just Joe Schmo Cooker because you guys you know are selling pits to the public now you know even more regularly than you were before. So you know keep a lookout for that. What, what's, if you could, without, again, giving away any secrets, what's one of the things that sets your pit apart from, you know, from any other pit you might get? Or what's something that you think is unique for you guys? Well, on our 1,000-gallon pits, you can cook on all four doors of ours. Um, you can treat it like a 1,000-gallon pit, not a 750-gallon pit. So, I mean, that's one of the biggest things. That, that's a huge thing, especially especially in the commercial world where you need every ounce of space you can get. Yeah, if you've got a lot of a lot of pits, you can't, right where the exchanger is, you can't cook right there right. because it gets too hot. But if you can cook on every inch of great space, that the barbecue world isn't a huge profit margin world. So any advantage you can get in terms of space and cook space is right. huge for a restaurant. And, and we also put a little bit more great in it than everybody else. I was going to say less rotation is, is a huge benefit to, right. to the barbecue business. So if you're able to cook on, um, you run two racks across your thousands? Our norm is just one rack. One rack. But 
It comes with the upper rails. Yes. You can put racks up there if you want, or we'll build them if you want it. Gotcha. So it's customizable. What's the best way to reach out to you guys if you're looking, if someone's interested in purchasing a pit? Well, you can go to our website, austinsmokeworks.com, or you can reach out to Biggin or... Well, they call me Biggin, and I'm Jason. <laughs> Everybody knows me, they call me Biggin. But yeah, my, you can call, contact me at 512-809-6209. And like you said, get on the internet. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We got a lot of people doing that and how they get a hold of us. And our newest salesman, Mike Daly. And you can get a hold of me, Michael Daly, 512-466-9639. Or if you need to talk to me, you can call me at 512-748-5517. So austinsmokeworks.com. Yes, yes, sir. Um, also, uh, Twitter and Instagram, and uh, the three phone numbers we gave out as well. Or Instagram and Facebook. Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Yeah, I haven't really done any much on Twitter. You're not so. missing anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something else to keep up with. I can with. tell you right now, Facebook and Instagram, mostly Instagram, keeps me busy like crazy. And uh, it's every time I turn around, there's 60 to 80 people that like things, and then all of a sudden you got 10 to 15 people want to follow you and be friends with you every day. And then, of course, when the questions come, how much this, do that, and it gets overwhelming already just on Instagram. But uh, I love it. <laughs> That's what we're here for. There you go. Well, again, it's uh, Austin Smokeworks. The name has been out there for a long time. The quality of the barbecue that's been cooked on these pits for years speaks for itself. Um, we really appreciate you guys sitting down with us, chatting about how, how you got to this point, and, you know, what, again, what the future holds for Smokeworks is uh, pretty exciting. So we're looking forward to seeing the business grow, the new models that may be coming out in the near future, we'll see. Um, and a little something for everyone if you guys call Austin Smokeworks for a pit. Definitely. Follow them on social media as well and see what's coming. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you.